where the Upper Cumberland talks. Inside the Stacks with Katherine Weisinger of the Putnam County Library. Check it out. News Talk 94.1. This is Katherine Weisinger, director of the Putnam County Library and host of Check It Out, the show about stories that start at the library. Today, I have an extra special guest here with me, Carol Teeters, children's librarian at the Cookville Branch in the Putnam County Library System. And we are going to talk all about National Reading Awareness Month, which is celebrated this month, the month of March. Thank you so much for being here with me today, Carol. Well, it is a pleasure. (laughs) Thank you. I'm excited to talk about this. I didn't even know why National Reading Awareness Month got started. But before we talk about that, tell me a little bit about you. Oh, well, let's say I've been with the Putnam County Library for um, a little over 18 months now. Yes. Uh, Hard to believe it's gone really quickly. Mm -hmm. And so I came from a teaching background, and uh, this was a door that opened that I gladly walked through. And I'm grateful every day. We're very glad that you did. (laughs) So let's get back to National Reading Awareness Month and first start with how it started. Okay, well, to uh, to talk about that, we've got to go back a little bit to the birth of Theodore Seuss Geisel, better known as Dr. Seuss. And uh, we all are aware of Dr. Seuss. He's yes. very much credited with revolutionizing children's literature, uh, with bringing in a lot more imaginative elements and utilizing rhyme and wordplay. And so in honor of Dr. Seuss's birthday, which was March 2nd, 1904, uh, that's when we're going to celebrate. National Reading Awareness Month. Okay. And he is, I didn't realize that he was sort of an originator of that type of wordplay and rhyme. And of course, if you're familiar with his writing, it is absolutely quirky and funny and it all rhymes. Right. And I think he took Shakespeare at his word. When there's no word to rhyme, you just make one up. He did. And he certainly did a lot of that. He did. And the um, also, the illustrations, I would say, yes. in the Dr. Seuss books are are very recognizable, Easily. I think. Mm-hmm. So how do we celebrate during National Reading Awareness Month? Well, we celebrate National Reading Awareness Month, of course, um, in the schools. They have Read Across America Day, which is celebrated March 2nd, and they bring in special readers uh, from different professions, uh, different walks and areas of life, different cultures uh, to read their favorite books to kids to encourage reading. And we do that as at the Putnam County Library as well. Oh, yes. I feel like every day, every is, day. is reading day at the Putnam County Library. Mm-hmm. But I do enjoy hearing about how other people celebrate such sure. an important month and holiday. Right. <laughs> it's great. And I think that most people do understand that reading is important. But oftentimes we take the ability to read for granted. So why do you think reading is such an important skill? Reading is the the primary way that that we as humans acquire knowledge. Um, it's truly essential for success in almost every academic discipline. It promotes critical thinking. It develops analytical skills. It improves communication skills because we're able to increase our vocabulary and improve our grammar. 
Um, regular reading has been shown to lower the risk of cognitive de- decline later in life. Um, and it exposes us to different cultures, different experiences, different perspectives, and, and probably the very best of all in this increasingly stressful world, it is really a relaxing pursuit. It is. And I think we when we talk about reading often, especially as the librarian schools, we talk about it, uh, like you just said, acquiring knowledge. And that's super important, but it's also highly entertaining. Absolutely. There is almost nothing I love more than just sitting down and reading a book. That's right. It's the perfect getaway. It really is. And as you said, too, you can try new things, go new places, and it's very risk-free. Absolutely. Yes. You can uh, climb a mountain. Yeah. Go hang gliding. Whatever whatever it is you need to do. do. Chase a criminal down the road. (laughs) While you're drinking a cup of tea, sitting on your couch. Like it's the best. And so I think it's also nice to remember that too, because while reading as a skill is super important, it's also just a lot of fun. Absolutely. And another thing, when we talk about National Reading Awareness Month, it actually isn't just about reading. It's about literacy. And literacy comes in many different formats. I've learned a lot of them since working at the library. But can you talk a little bit about what literacy is? Sure. Uh, literacy takes on a lot of different forms. There's basic literacy, the mm-hmm. ability to read and write. Then there's functional literacy, and that's where you're able to apply what you have read to everyday situations. Um, there's digital literacy now, oh, which boy, is yep. I need help with really that important, how to navigate mm-hmm. technology, uh, understand information presented online. There's media literacy, which is also um, increasingly important in today's and society. Difficult. Yes, because you have so many numerous sources that you really yes. have to evaluate for media literacy. Uh, there's financial literacy. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's Very probably the one that I struggle with the most, to be <laughs> honest. And then there's cultural literacy. Yes. That's very important. Right. Cultural literacy is, you know, helping us to understand the customs, the traditions, the symbols of other cultures. And and we can all use help with that. We can. Absolutely. I can't wait to talk more about reading literacy and National Reading Awareness Month when we're back on Check It Out. We're back on Check It Out, the show about stories that start at the library and talking to Carol Teeters, talking about National Reading Awareness Month why it's important, and just reading and literacy in general, my favorite topics. Reading and literacy look different at different ages and stages in a person's life. And because you're in the children's library, you deal with that often. So how do I know or how do people know what is developmentally appropriate for a child versus a teenager versus an adult? Okay. So reading, um, it follows a developmental progression, just like a child growing up does. They can't walk before they crawl. So you can't read chapter books before you've developed those fundamental skills that allow you to do that. So um, when we're talking about children learning to read um, at that very earliest level, say zero to two, Mm -hmm. you want to provide board books that have lots of pictures, minimal text, repetitive patterns, things that you can call and repeat, um, 
that's that is perfect for mm-hmm. that particular that age, age group. group. When you move into that three to six age range, that preschool range, um, you still want to do simple stories with lots of big, colorful illustrations. But we're going to move on from that very simple text to some short sentences with controlled vocabulary. Um, again, maybe a word is repeated several times throughout the book, and they can they can find that. When you get to ages seven to nine, uh, that's when we want to start some early chapter books. And just because a child starts chapter books doesn't mean that they have to forego picture books. There's right. still a great place for picture books. And remember that you may have a five or six year old who's ready for chapter books. You may have a seven to nine year old who isn't ready for chapter books. That comes at different times for every kid. Uh, and and we don't know until it's individualized for each child. Yeah, absolutely. So when you get to those preteens, you want some chapter books with more involved plots, uh, maybe some nonfiction to enhance those informational skills. And then as you get to those teenage years, you certainly want to expose them to a much wider range of genres and styles and encourage independent reading. Yes, and independent reading is something that I think is really hard. It's difficult because, well, maybe I'm speaking for myself, but when I grew up, I loved to read with my mom. We would read together. And so then independent reading, I was like, oh, wait, but I liked reading with you. But it is. It's so important to do that. The library helps support literacy, of course, in a variety of ways, including through outreach and programming. And you do a spectacular amount of programming in the children's library. It's awesome and very different. You do all kinds of different things. So can you talk to us or tell us about some of the programs that the Putnam County Library offers that promote literacy? Well, sure. Two of our staples, um, things that we offer every week, um, every Tuesday, we have a story time, and that's for ages about three to seven. Um, we've moved on from that infant board books type of right. reading um, into the the shorter stories with the illustrations and so forth. Um, but we we provide that, and it, we usually have a craft that goes along with yes. our book. One Tuesday a month, we have Pages and Paws. We have Buddy and Sky, our favorite therapy dogs. This, this is my by. favorite story time I as well. Love that story time too, mm-hmm. um, and they do such a wonderful job. They with are. That. In- Incredible. They're so good. They are. So, and then on Fridays, we have a program called Read, Play, Grow, Mm -hmm. and that's for birth to age three. And so we start out with a couple of very simple stories, things where kids can get involved. They can make the animal noises or repeat things to you. Um, and and just really enjoy a good story on the laps of their parents. And then we move into a playtime, which is a lot of sensory play, which encourages children to play cooperatively and to play imaginatively, which um, is a wonderful uh, skill to have before your child starts school. And very necessary. Absolutely. I love that you have developed such age-appropriate and specific programming to help support those really important stages in a child's reading life. And I do know that it can be overwhelming sometimes to try and get kids to read and write and make any type of literacy fun. So what are some ways that parents can promote reading and literacy in their home? 
Well, first of all, I want you to bring them to the library. Absolutely. Let's start there. Let's, let's start with mm-hmm. that and get an armload of books and take them home every week. Just so many books. That's the first thing. Yes. We want you to have an abundance of books yes. in your home. And I cannot stress enough the idea that parents need to be reading role models. Your children need to see you reading because we all know children imitate what they see. They do. So that's incredibly important. In your home, create a very friendly reading and environment, a place where like all the books are in a basket. There's a nice lamp. There's a cushion. It's very comfortable, a place where they want to go hang out. I would like to go hang out there. Yeah. So then as your child is reading, if you're reading with your child, talk to your child about what they're reading. Ask questions. Ask your child to make some predictions. Um, Just show an interest in what they're reading. Be really interactive with that. As we said, get an armload of books from Mm -hmm. the library. Provide a variety of reading materials. And, you know, I think it's always important to celebrate an achievement. So when your child completes a book, celebrate that. I love that because then you really are celebrating reading. Mm -hmm. Right. We're going to talk more about reading with Carol Teeters when we're back on Check It Out. Hi, this is Katherine Weisinger, director of the Putnam County Library and host of Check It Out, the show about stories that start at the library. Today, I have been talking to Carol Teeters. She is the children's librarian at the Cookville branch in the Putnam County Library System. And we've been talking all about literacy and reading and National Reading Awareness Month, which is this month in March. So we've been talking mostly about children, of course, and kids, but adults need to read too. Do you have any suggestions um, for ways to support or promote literacy in adults? Reading as an adult is hard because you just feel like you really can't take the time to do it. Um, But everybody needs to make time to do that. Um, Book clubs are certainly a great way uh, to make that time with your friends, maybe with new people. Um, But the newest trend in book clubs is the silent book club. Tell me more. All right. So you have a location and it's it can be any group of people people you've never met but everyone brings their own book so not the same one no one is reading the same book okay uh intentionally okay at least and um you sit and you just read your book in companionable silence with all the other people that are reading okay so that's a really weird but cool type of book club it's certainly an interesting trend. It is. And I've never I've never been a part of a silent book club. However, some parts of that really kind of resonate with me because I do love to read, but I don't always want to read the exact same book like in a book club if I start not liking the book or want to read something different. Right. So that's a kind of neat way where I could read a book and you could and then you could tell me. If Do we ever break our silence in this silent book club? You know, I don't really think that okay. there are any set uh, hard and fast rules okay. to a silent book club. Didn't think about that I would part. think if uh, someone's reading a book that you think looks interesting, it's probably okay to ask them about it. Yeah. Um, I have not been a part of one either, but there is something awfully intriguing to the idea. And when we were talking about ages and developmental stages of reading, when we were talking about children's books, I thought about the fact that I still love children's books. Love children's books. So do I. They're just a wonderful avenue to explore for an adult. If they, if they haven't done it in a while, they should pick up a children's book. So what are some of your favorite children's books? You know, um, (laughs) 
every month there are yes. so many children's books right. published um, that it, that is an ever changing yeah, it's an impossible um, question thought for me. Um, but I go back to probably one of my favorites as a child was from the mixed up files of Mrs. Basil mm-hmm. E. Frankweiler. I loved that book. I loved so that much. book. And I think it was the idea of Claudia was not so much running away from something as she was running towards something different mm-hmm. in her life. And that was just so appealing to me as a as a young preteen girl. Yes. I thought that was fantastic. Um, currently, I really love um, the author James Ponty. He has written a couple of series. Uh, there's one called Framed, and then there's another series called City of Spies. I do not know this series. These are these great books. Man. I love them. Okay. I, um, I have to write that down. I, I pretty much love anything Chris Grabenstein writes. Mm-hmm. He writes that Mr. Limoncello series. He's written the Haunted Hill series, several different things. And I always go back to my favorite read aloud that it, it's just a sad year if I don't get to read it, is Froggy's Halloween. Oh, yes. I, I do know it. Froggy's Halloween. It's so cute. It's just a cute story. And there are some books, and you're going to have to help me with the titles, that are about the bear. He's very grumpy. Do you know these books? Oh, Bruce the Bear? Bruce. Bruce the Bear. Yes. So I think that one of the most magical things about children's books is also the illustrations. Love Bruce. Mother Bruce, the first one that came out. With the ducks, where they follow him. Yes. It's one of my favorite children's books of all time. And I know that the illustrations play into that a lot, but they're beautiful. And I think that's what is another thing that's really neat about children's books is that you're getting just a whole different world when you open up a children's book. Absolutely. What about some books that you like to read that are more adult friendly <laughs> or that our adult listeners might be interested in if they don't want to read about Bruce the Bear? Sure. Well, <laughs> I am particularly partial to thrillers and mysteries. Yes, me and, too. And American history. Yeah. Those all don't seem to go together, but they well, really no, do. they kind of do. <laughs> they kind of do. Currently, I'm reading Lessons in Chemistry. And um, so far, just a fantastic book. I recommend it to everybody, and I haven't even finished it yet. Um, Let's see. Something else I read recently was uh, Most Wanted, the revolutionary partnership between John Hancock and Samuel Adams. Nice. Yeah, two really uh, very different men uh, who came together for a common goal. And And it's a great story. For our history. Like, wow. Okay, I'm going to have to put that one on my list. You definitely should. And my last one is The Guest List by Lucy Foley. Okay. It's a great mystery that takes place at a wedding. Wow. Okay. Nothing more exciting than a wedding wedding as a setting. That's That's great. (laughs) Thank you so much for coming on today and talking all about National Reading Awareness Month and the importance of reading and literacy. We really appreciate you and love all of the amazing things you're doing at the Cookville branch. Well, my pleasure. And thanks for having me. Readers and listeners, come to the Putnam County Library. Check out our children's library, our adult library, but celebrate National Reading Awareness Month at your local library and start your own story too.